0: The Banana Incident I hate bananas. Actually, hate is inadequate to describe the depth of my feeling, so as despise, detest, abhor, loathe, and revile. Bananas assault all of my senses. The wet, sticky sound when you eat them reminds me of dogs licking themselves. The smell gags me. The cloying drape of the peel makes me shudder. When I was a kid, my brothers tortured me with banana peels, laying them across my face while taking a nap. I'd wake up, sputter, and fling the peel across the room. The phallic implications of the visual are disturbing. I'll admit I haven't tasted a banana in at least 60 years, but I'm not about to give them another chance. I've always been discreet about my banana issue, except for one salient event about 35 years ago. Nick and I were newlyweds in Chicago, looking to expand our social circle. Sally and Jay, also newlyweds, were prime candidates. We had some mutual friends, all of us athletic and sharing the same hobbies and interests. I could see a long friendship, the type that becomes as comfortable as a pair of old shoes. I was excited to solidify our friendship when Sally invited us for dinner. Sally had invited another couple, young, athletic, and cute. I felt a bit of competition and jealousy, particularly since this couple was younger and more athletic. After all, his name was Jock. Maybe Sally thought they'd be their perfect friends, but I knew I had a leg up on them. The couple was from the East Coast, transferred from some New York bank, They were just doing their time in Chicago, waiting to be called back to their hometown. I knew the type. Dartmouth squash players who'd be surprised you couldn't see all the way across Lake Michigan, or wonder if you could turn right on red all the way out here in the Midwest, or say they missed the smell of salt water. I wanted Sally to know I was in it for the long haul. I was a Midwesterner, a low-key and loyal friend. I went into the kitchen to help while the others nibbled on the hors d'oeuvres that Sally had brought into the living room. She was stressed out, worrying about the entrees, the timing, whether or not she had the right garnish. I told her to relax, everything would be great, and then offered to take over the dessert, remove one thing from her checklist. She wanted to duplicate a souffle she'd seen Julia Child make. Sally had set a high bar. Not only Julia Child, but souffle! A very fussy dessert requiring exquisite timing and a deft hand with the soft white peaks of egg whites. I was up for it. Sally handed me a bowl and I prepared to whip up some egg whites. It wasn't egg whites. It was a bowl of ripe bananas. I was anticipating a chocolate souffle, a lemon souffle, any other type except for bananas. Sally wanted me to mash them up. Decision time big decision. I'm not kidding. Bananas are a serious problem for me. The sight and smell of the bananas set my salivary glands gushing, and I had to repeatedly swallow to keep from succumbing. My usual workaround is to find a plausible reason to leave the room when bananas are present. This was not an option. If I took that bowl and started mashing, well, That would be a lie, and not the most promising way to begin a friendship. I might also upchuck in the process. And if I mashed those bananas, well, I'd be committing myself to eating the souffle, another upchuck event. If my acting skills were good enough, Sally might think banana souffle was my favorite and make it her go-to dessert at all of our meals together. Until we died and then there was the tyranny of the lie once made it would be hard to undo if i ate bananas once and then again and then fessed up wouldn't sally think this was the worst kind of betrayal or patronizing trying to make her feel good about her cooking skills i could tell her right up front about my troubled relationship with bananas but i didn't want to aggravate her frenzy I had come into the kitchen to help, not to reveal that she was about to make a dessert that might make me vomit. What kind of friend is that? I felt the tightening grasp of the humble banana. It held the power to scuttle a promising friendship. Options and their implications whirred through my mind in the second or two to decide whether or not to accept the assignment. Hand me the bowl, I said. I'll mash them for you. "'Banana souffle! What a great idea for dessert!' I kicked the can down the road, embraced the lie, accepted the consequences, the most immediate being eating the dessert. But it seemed worth it. I could handle it. I mouth-breathed to block the smell as I mashed the bananas into a sticky, dog-ball-licking slurry, eyes wincing, swallowing hard, but I got it done.' I whipped up the egg whites folded them in shoved the concoction in the oven. I have no recollection of the entree, which was probably a thing of beauty. I was numb, dreading the final course. The dessert looked beautiful, enough to make Julia Child proud. It had risen well outside the bowl, and had a nicely browned crust. Sally served it with a flourish. Look what Liza helped me make. It's a banana souffle. It looks just like Julia Child's. I steeled myself for the final assault, hoping a massive dollop of whipped cream would blunt the taste. Nick looked up surprised. Sally, I can't believe Liza helped you. She hates bananas. In fact, she can't be in the same room as a banana. I was outed, ashamed, devastated, a friendship in ruins before it had even started. The room fell silent. I didn't know what to say. I had been prepared to live with the lie, but wanted to manage its inevitable reveal. But now my lie lay openly on the table for everyone to see. My sweet husband sensed the disaster he'd created and rose to my defense. "'Sally, you should be honored. Liza has never given me the same consideration. I love bananas, but she makes me eat them by myself in the car. I'm impressed.' Sally, to her great credit, blushed. Oh, Liza, I'm so sorry. You didn't have to do that. And then I covered myself in apologies as I pushed the dessert aside. Everyone else raved, and Nick ate mine as well. Nick's outing was the best resolution to the dilemma, like ripping a Band-Aid off, positioning the banana incident as a testimony to my loyalty and support. We've been best friends ever since, that other couple has long since scurried back to their motherland on the East Coast to smell the salt water. Someday, I'll get around to telling Sally about my issues with peanut butter and black olives.